Welcome back to Community Votes, your eco-feminist radio show on KMRE 102.3 FM. We've just been listening to some sounds collected from Marcia Campesina on Sunday, May 1st, International Workers' Day. And many thanks to volunteer Isabel Laeve for uh, those contributions of sounds from the day of the march. So um, I'm joined now by Edgar Franks, political director for Familias Unidas for la Justicia and Jill Mangaliman, who's been on the show a lot lately. Thanks friend. Um, Gabriela Seattle, Bayan, help me out. There's a number of organizations uh, those, that you're representing. Those are the correct groups. Yeah, uh, Gabriela Seattle, a Filipino women's organization. Um, and then also Bayan is a, Alliance of anti-imperialist Filipino organizations, um, including Gabriela. Nice. Yeah. Um, so I noticed that a lot of friends came with you too to the march from ILPS and and Bayan and Gabriela. That was really cool to see everybody out there. Um, who all was there? Can you remember the organizations that were joining us? Yeah. Um, so uh, ILPS, the International League of People struggle and um, the International Migrants Alliance uh, form this anti-imperialist contingent. Um, we we usually form these contingents in in May Day Seattle or MLK Seattle, um, just so that folks have a, a you know a, a group that they can march with, um, especially if they don't know each other. And so um, some of the groups in the contingent were uh, Anakbayan, South Seattle, Gabriella, uh, Migrante. Um, Super Familias was there, um, folks from CARW, the Coalition of Anti-Racist Whites, and, and um, yeah, I uh, also saw some um, members, uh, just like, you know, uh, community members who were looking for a, a group to march with. Oh, also Community Alliance for Global Justice uh, came through, um, and, and yeah, our friends at UFCW 3000, who helped a great deal with organizing the march too, uh, Whatcom Peace and Justice Center. Um, we had folks from Indivisible and uh, DSA Whatcom County. I also saw some of the labor, Central Labor Council people there. Um, I know our old state president was there, Jeff Johnson, and Steve Gary, that used to be the president of the Steelworkers. Um, um, they showed up. So it was a, you know, it was a pretty, a pretty cool mix of folks that showed up and a lot of old school marchers from back in the day from Skagit it was good to see uh, people that hadn't seen like in over 20 years you know showing back up and you know now taking part again in the marches here in Skagit. Yeah it's hard to say exactly how many people were there I keep seeing several hundred which seems accurate but um, it's been a really long time since we've seen so many folks be able to get together in solidarity. So that was really cool. Um, and we last time we were talking about in the lead up to the march, like the broader context for organizing and how the march itself is one moment in the bigger picture. Just kind of want to get some takeaways from you two, like how do you think it went and um, what do you think that next steps from that momentum that we built on that day could be? You know, all in all, I, I was in care of the peacekeeping and you know, we didn't have any issues, um, which was uh, positive. Um, I think that's always our goal is to ensure that, um, you know, people want to come back and, and do more actions together, more marches together, um, even for the people who weren't able to make it um, to um, feel uh, like, you know, agitated to join the next one. Um, and, you know, we kept reiterating, like, this isn't just one march, we're going to 
continue struggling together until we um, win for our, our communities um, a better a better um, better conditions, um, you know, and keep building with each other. I didn't see a lot of um, you know new uh, relationships and 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 um, people uh, like meeting each other, which was also another positive. Um, a lot of new connections, uh, individuals, groups. Um, and, and yeah, just uh, even at the end, like when we are, you know, four miles is a long time, but at the end folks were still very much, you know, um, united. Uh, I was very impressed by the, yeah, just the, especially the folks holding the banners at the front were really um, resolute in um, keeping going, keep on going. And it, it does uh, reflect um, like the sentiment we wanna have in movement building too, like, even when it gets hard, even when the conditions are, are, are very dire, like, um, you know, the community stays together and, and, and keeps pushing forward. Um, so that was really beautiful to see. And I think moving forward, yeah, I, I think a lot of follow-up, a lot of organizing. Um, we heard that um, some folks, uh, this may be their like first March or their first May Day. And so continue to do the education and, um, like understanding the conditions of workers and how we can um, support that struggle. You know, I think uh, people um, weren't really familiar. I mean, they probably heard of Familias Unidas and stuff like that, but we actually haven't been able to do anything public in a long time here in Skagit County um, for, for a long, for a while. So I think it was a good you know, reintroduction of Familias Unidas and farm workers and the support that um, we have here with the promotoras and everything. Um, so I think that was kind of cool to see that finally people get to, you know, march alongside us. I think a lot of the other actions, you know, there were picket lines and um, uh, strike lines and stuff, but now we get to see like a big, big community of organizing partners and, and friends coming together in solidarity. Um, and I think there was a lot of energy there that here locally hasn't been felt for a long, long time and had been missing, um, especially within the labor movement, which has been trending more and more conservative and kind of not really um, willing to, you know, to uh, fight back. Um, or kind of have an analysis on the inter international perspective. So I think that's what kind of what we wanted to, I think, also bring up here, that it's not just about U.S.-based workers. It's about workers all around the world and what they're going through. Um, you know, we did highlight the TULIP workers and the farm workers here locally, but, you know, I think that's why it was important to have groups like Bayan and Super Familia and all these other folks that, brought up uh, brought in like a whole different perspective of what worker organizing looks like yeah it was really cool when we were on the bridge and both you and jill were um talking about what's going on in the philippines but you're in different sections of the march and so it was like it was kind of cool to see all that and then hear the ripple through of like maybe people who didn't know so much about it or i heard some people like just having questions or understanding about what was being said and then at the same time with the banner drop which from where we were standing I couldn't see it at all, but the pictures from David Bacon look pretty cool. Like to see the scale of it from when he went down below the bridge, um, that was beautiful. And just to have that that shared energy and solidarity, um, you know, kind of just expands out. Cause I think a lot of people in this area have been learning more, especially since the tulip strikes about farm workers here, but also important to think about domestic workers and folks um, in the Philippines and elsewhere that are fully being exploited and how those things connect. I thought that was really cool. And also one of my favorite moments was um, when there was like a car driving by and somebody just jumped out and joined in. I didn't have a chance to talk to that person, but um, they seemed really energized by it too. It almost looked like they were on their way to the lowrider show, which we were just passing by. And then they like had their friends pull over and drop them at the march. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Did either of you get a chance to talk to that guy? He had the basketball jersey and the beard. I was like, I meant to catch up with him, but there was just so much going on. But it was pretty fun to notice when he just like, seeing what was happening and that he could get back to the lowrider show later. Just <laughs> jumped in for the last couple of miles. That was really cool. Yeah, big kudos to 
all, yeah, all the, the leaders and, and also the volunteers, they put in so much effort on making the signs and the beautiful signs and the large banner um, like on the bridge was such a powerful moment too. Um, I, I was worried that folks in the back couldn't hear because our, our law our march was so long and so I, I appreciated Edgar you being over there kind of <laughs> explaining for the folks back there folks really like stepping up um and for like translation and and ensuring that um folks were like you know getting the the story um uh we were able to hold the bridge for five minutes or I think more actually we were on there for a long time um and I, I really wanted to share about, you know, the five, uh, the New Bataan Five, which were a group of um, volunteer teachers, uh, health workers, um, and drivers who were massacred in the Philippines in February. Um, Chad Kubog, um and Evelyn or a couple of the names of, you know, the, these community folks who were, you know, out there taking care of and um our people and um, were killed because of that, because of their work. Um, uh, they were doing good work and um, killed because they were they were, uh, terror tagged. And, you know, and those were the connections I was, I was trying to make around like, you know, as people in the US, our, our tax dollars are being utilized to repress people around the world in the Philippines, in Palestine, in other countries. Um, and we we have to wake up to that and 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 you know understand that you know we have a role here um, as as people in the U.S. Uh, who who are part of this country um, uh, that we're in, we, we should be in solidarity with other countries and other struggles because our country has done so much so much damage to the rest of the world um, and so it it was beautiful to see you know the unity of the workers here. Um, you know, urban and rural and also internationally because, yeah, folks back home in the Philippines really appreciate it. You know, um, they think they're fighting by themselves. But um, when they hear about um, marches like this um, and, you know, we are, I'm, I'm definitely like telling my Kasamas back home about this, um, you know, they really appreciate, you know, the support um, so that, they, you know, they're not fighting by themselves and that, you know, we're telling more and more people the truth of what's happening yeah, and I think here, um, I think, you know, a lot of like the narrative that's being framed by the ag industry or just in general is that, you know, farm workers don't really have power. Um, and it's usually just like a little group making a lot of noise, whether it's C2C or Familias Unidas. But now I think people here now saw like a big, a big showing of power and an influence that farm workers and working people have here in, in the county and all throughout the state. So I think it's also important to reflect that um, and to see it, um, to really, you know, um, um, so other folks can, can kind of notice it and join it. I, I think because this is where the energy is. Um, you know, I don't think people can deny that there's a lot of energy and people want to tap into it and want to get involved somehow. And I think this is a way of people to really get involved. And this is how I got involved when I was a youth, you know, through Oregon, through March, first showing up to marches and then eventually being asked to be part of the organizing and stuff like that. So, you know, I think that that has been missing for a long, long time, especially for young people. I think there's a lot of like service oriented, you know, internships or volunteer opportunities, but never one about base building and really shifting power and taking on, uh, taking on power. So I think this really was an opportunity for a lot of new young organizers and activists to really plug in to a, a broader social movement. Um, so I think that's, you know, I think that's very important, um, especially now with a lot of the Supreme Court stuff that's happening and the wars and, you know, all these things that are happening around the country and the world. Now young people here locally have a place to plug in and kind of get a wider scope of what's happening. Yeah, I think that's one thing that went really well from the weather being totally beautiful all the way to like the celebration at the park and the pinata for the kids and um, the banda. What was the name of that? Oh, Los Aferrados. 
Yeah, I got to check them out. That was so fun. Um, so that people can celebrate all of the victories, but also just solidarity and the knowledge that um, we're not siloed and we're not in it alone. Because I think you're right. That's a lot of times the message of just like, oh, one or two anti-capitalists, like angry people are ruining it for everyone. And then the reality is that like millions of people want for themselves and their communities to have um, a better life and to live in clean environments and to be able to enjoy their time with their families. And that's a really common experience, I think, for um, workers all over the world. So for International Worker Day to be in celebration of that, that it is, you know, people do get tired. We've had a, a particularly rough couple of years for a lot of reasons. And, um, but then it's also even, even with that, just still having the energy to come together and, and sing and eat all those things. There's some dancing that was really fun. So I'm super, super grateful for that reminder that it doesn't all have to be bad all the time, even when things are still bad sometimes. Yeah, the ending of the the march, the march I was so joyful. Um, yeah, I really, uh, I don't think I've, it's been a long time since I've been in a kind of like a space like that. I feel like it, it has been a, a very difficult few years for our communities, for the world, I mean, with this pandemic. Um, so yeah, I, I do think that, um, you know, it, it, it also goes to show like, um, we 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 can march together. We can struggle together, and also celebrate together is so important. Um, and it, it's gonna this this um, you know, uh, will stay with us uh, through the difficult times. We'll, we'll, you know, a lot of us will look back to this. Um, you know, uh, so I think I'd like to say like my uh, my cup is full for a while, uh, so I can always replenish. Just thinking about um, March from a marcha campesina, um, and hopefully we can have more more and more uh activities actions like this uh, and bring people together again like this um yeah more and more yeah also i want you reminded me of the um the fireworkers union here in whatcom county i talked with a guy who he'd been at the worker memorial on april 28th here in bellingham where they read the names of i think he said 120 workers who died over the last year and that he was really deeply impacted um, by Rosalinda's talk, but just also the disproportionate number of farm workers who in, were included in that list. Um, so that's what brought him out to the march. And I think it's pretty cool when unions can be in solidarity with each other and recognize that um, it's probably a very different experience to be in a firefighters union, but that um, they brought their energy. They brought a, a bunch of team members and, um, in solidarity with that. So I feel like the sort of the rising tide of FUJ's power in the Valley that people are starting to recognize um, or continuing to recognize because it's been nine years or so, but um, particularly this year, people started to see that um, when workers have uh, legitimate issues they need to discuss that there'll be support for that and um, support and also not in a way that is paternalistic or manipulative just straight up um what are the options here what could we do together so that was pretty cool kind of brings up like the the idea like about um like just transition to on how you know in order for us to you know move away from this you know really deadly capitalist system um we do need to join um join forces or link arms um with the especially most you know the communities uh, and workers, um, and I do think like that's that's where this we can actually ensure that there is justice in the transition um, because when the people who are most impacted, most exploited, are the ones who you know are there working together at the helm, then that's when we'll come up with the you know the sharpest solutions, and we're not gonna like create a more sacrifice zones, unnecessary sacrifices, right? Like, I think that there's some power in that too. And, you know, even though these mobilizations, you know, we, we put a lot of effort on them and folks may just see as like a march, but it's actually when we can show our power, it's when we come together. Um, and then, you know, we will um, disperse and uh, go and do what we need to do to strengthen the communities and then come back together again. And I think that's that's the power of organizing is that, you know, 
even though we're not always together and you know we're all go but we're all going the same direction we're all trying to fight and going that uh towards that vision of a, a better world um and and really the important thing is like we're working together with the unions with the workers the community members and the families um because yeah uh that's where that's where the power and the solutions are yeah and i think that was um one of the cool things at the end when Jeff Johnson was speaking, because I think he's been one of the leaders in the state among labor unions about introducing a, a whole new way of of a, how a union should be functioning. Like it's not a, just about protecting contracts and, um, you know, just looking out for your membership, but it's also having a, a, a expanding that and having a vision where everybody also gets to benefit from from their labor um, and also not have to put up with in the extractive industries in their communities, um, that there is a way to, you know, both have um, good livelihoods and healthy livelihoods um, while protecting and healing the planet. So I think that was also very, you know, I think, look, I think when you said looking forward, I think that's, one of the things that we want, at least for our union to, you know, to kind of uplift that there is another way of living. Um, and, but all of that takes a big fight um, because there are just as much us on the streets, there's almost equally people with like way more money and resources, maybe not in, in people power, but just in access and influence that are fighting to make sure that we don't get listened to. So, you know, being out on the streets, you can't deny like hundreds and hundreds of people out in the streets, not only in Skagit County or Seattle or Olympia, but it's just everywhere. And I think um, that's something people can't deny, um, no matter how much they try to to hide it. So I think, um, you know, moving forward, I think that's kind of let, puts us, that catapults us into, you know, um, what do we, now that we have all the, you know, a lot of people came out and have energy, like what do we do with that energy and how do we direct it? Yeah, you reminded me a couple other really um, cool moments from the march. Like there were a couple of times I noticed that workers came out from restaurants um, to observe and to offer encouragement. There was somebody from a Sherry's and then another one, a um, couple of folks from a Chinese restaurant. And that's kind of the thing is that you're really marching through the central, like most high traffic areas in Mount Vernon, Burlington. So um, visually, that was pretty cool that, I mean, there are a lot of support from passing cars and stuff too, but for a person to like put down their spatula for a minute and come out and wave is like, that's really meaningful. And then also near the end, Edgar, I noticed that you had a, a young friend helping you in leading the march. Um, they look like they're about five years old and it just resonated like the intergenerational aspect. We had a lot of elders. We had, um, some peacekeeping elders and elders who marched. And also um, just a ton of kids from like brand new, fresh babies to, you know, teenagers. That was just super cool because I think that's what it takes. You know, we can't um, be all in one category in order to continue forward um, with power. But that, I hope somebody got a picture of that. At that point, my phone had died, but um, it was really cool for him because we'd split the march to two different sides of the street at that point and looking over and it's like, um, you know, you with your beard and your megaphone and then this really tiny kid keeping pace with you. I love that. Yeah. And asking important questions. And I think that was pretty interesting uh, asking all the questions of, you know, why are the police here? You know, like stuff like that. And just the observations um, that they, they had about the march. I thought that was really interesting and kind of kind of nice to kind of listen to them and that they were curious about issues and you know, I, I remember that because her sister was kind of also like, it's of a young person was also saying like, I think she was like 10 years old, saying stuff about, you know, she was getting politicized and conscious, like just being at the march and just being around. So I thought that was really, really nice to, to see. Um, it's something you don't see in many other marches and stuff. So that that was, I think we try to be intentional, I think, to all the marches because just even on within our union just how many young people there are and babies and elders and it's a mix of folks so we want to make sure that our march reflects all that too and it's it's good for everybody to bring out their their kids and they don't have to like go find child care or something like this is 
like, we'll all take care of each other here at this march. Also, I think when you were mentioning all the the restaurant people and just people along along the way that were coming out, I think it's important to show, you know, a different aspect because for the last couple of years, it's all been those freedom convoys with like Confederate flags and the don't tread on me stuff. And like, they've been taking up so much space and making a lot of noise, but they're in trucks and they don't march or anything like that. And like cause a lot of ruckus. But so I think it was good to counter that now that there's like a whole different energy here now and new vibe that people want to join into, not the obnoxious kind of uh, racist people. Um, that have been making a lot of noise that aren't the majority here, but they're just very loud and makes they think they have a lot of power, but they don't. So, you know, I think that was good to also counter that and kind of take the space and take the streets for the, to show that there's an alternative here. That yeah. there's we're filling the void that has been left. Yeah, I, I also just want to share it was um baby Victor's first march. Um Precious, who's a member of Gabriella, was able to bring her her son, who's almost two years old, and she was worried that you know he wouldn't be able to make through the whole march, but he was super energized. He had a whole village around him to take care of him and he got up and danced during the break and the when the drums were going. So uh, yeah, I just want to share like, yeah, that's the kind of world that, you know, we want for everyone, you know, where the kids are taken care of, the, the parents feel supported, where there's music and food, so much food, so much donations from um, local businesses. Um, we were well fed. <laughs> I was I was quite happy. And thank you, you know, to the union, to to families who need us for donating the carne asada, you know, like it was good. It was a great day. And yeah, completely different from like, you know, some of those things that um, we hear about, like the, you know, those um, white supremacy uh, kind of like marches or whatever. It's scary. And, you know, this is that's not not what we were trying to go for. We wanted to make sure, you know, everyone feels welcome and that, you know, people were fighting for justice and fighting for everyone, for each other. Yeah. And um, shout out to you, too, for coordinating the Care Bear team. I know they had snacks and water and sunscreen the whole way. And that was really helpful, particularly for, um, you know, folks who aren't used to walking for five hours straight. So maybe didn't bring water or whatever. Just felt like there was a lot of thought put into making sure people felt safe and comfortable. So that was really positive and absolutely, you know, the um, the answer or the counter to some of the violence and threatening things that we've seen with the truckers and their guns and their paraphernalia. It's just, it couldn't be more different. So I think that's like the demonstration of another world is possible, like out there in the streets. Anyway, I want to thank you both so much for taking the time to recap. And um, I think we're going to go to, I got some audio from you, Jill. Thank you from the opening with um, that in the Mystica, we were talking about honoring Larry Hildes and the, um, the Wobblies. IWW um, leading us in song. So we're going to go to that and then I think dedicate the rest of the show to um, other leadership that gave interviews on that day from FUJ and C2C Promotoras. So um, thank you both so much for being here. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much. I'll see you again next time. Uh, este, y era un gran abogado para los que peleaban para justicia. So queremos que los trabajadores. Uh, industriales del mundo uh, compartan unas palabras y nos van a uh, uh, nos van a cantar una canción que todos podemos acompañarlos uh, en memoria de Larry Hildes y todos los trabajadores del mundo. So the IWW is going to share some words regarding Larry. Um, also, you know, they want to uh, share a song with us that we're all going to be singing together before we start marching. Um, so here goes Tuck. Uh, Larry Hildes, and I see a wonderful sign over here. Larry Hildes, Presente. Larry Hildes died this past November. He was a member of our union. Larry was a civil rights lawyer for about 30 years. He got his start in the Bay Area during the uh, well-known 
Redwood Summer uh, Earth First slash IWW Redwoods Organizing in Northern California in the 90s. Larry got his law degree and continued to practice as a civil rights attorney uh, all over the Northwest. He represented farm workers in court. He represented protesters who had been harassed by the police. Uh, he had many, many, many successful and some unsuccessful legal cases. So he was uh, a staunch defender of working people who were facing legal problems because of their union membership or because they simply protested for a better society. So uh, I'm going to keep this real brief. I'm going to end this now. That uh, Larry Hildes is greatly missed, as is his wife, Karen Weil, who died a week, uh, uh, a year before Larry did. Uh, a huge loss to the community. Uh, many of us knew him. Those of you who didn't, I'm sorry you didn't get to know Larry or Karen. Larry Hildes Presente! Larry Hildes Presente. Thank you. Are you ready? Yep. One, two, three. When the union's inspiration through the workers' blood shall run, there can be no power greater anywhere beneath the sun. Yet what force on earth is weaker than the feeble strength of one? But the union makes us strong. Pick it up. Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever. For the union makes us strong. Is there aught we hold in common with the greedy parasite who would lash us into surf? The man would crush us with his might. Is there anything left to us but to organize and fight? For the union makes us strong. Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever. For the union makes us strong. It is we who plowed the prairies, built the cities where they We're farm worker women, um, we're immigrants, um, with just uh, helping with a lot of like farm worker issues or different like needs in the community. Uh, what brought us here today is really um, the recognition of farm worker leadership. Um, here with our brothers and sisters at the Tulupanes at Rosen Garden, really united like like really seeing like our community members like stand in leadership and taking 
um, just all those steps necessary to protect themselves at work and get the help of allies and like the Sindicato, the Familias Unidas por la Justicia, and CDC um, with that support. So really, it's just today is just a celebration of farm worker leadership, um, uh, women leadership too. Um, and just like the need for, uh, you know, pushing for those like necessary rights um, for our workers and also for the land that they work on. What happened with our tool of workers is not unique to just our tool of workers, right? We see, we see time and time again that those who work the land should have a say in how they should be treated, how the land should be um, cultivated and respected. Um, our tool of workers have been there for a really long time and um, they, their demands are very, very basic. And we've identified this through community data and surveying the promotoras have that shows time and time again, we don't even have access to basic things like access to bathrooms, uh, a just wage, um, necessary breaks. Um, we can't take advantage of that work due to status, um, language. You know, a lot of the workers who went on strike are indigenous, you know, um, and then there's also within our own communities discrimination against indigenous communities. So we see that in itself, like a conglomeration of a bunch of issues that come together and that the workers themselves, like, come together and learn within their own traditions how to work collectively together and make an action that will benefit all workers, even though they weren't part of the strikes or part of the, like our farm worker movement. Also, it shows to other workers and other uh, work sites or other industries, because um, we are a food chain, right? Our farm workers are a food chain from picking all the way to processing and packaging, right? To our Yakima workers who went on strike the year before, to, to others, we're all in this, in this family of producing food. But we also know it's not always saludable, it's not always healthy, um, and how it's produced can be really toxic and workers' um, injustices happy at the work site. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not healthy for all of us. So, um, the workers who fight for the just wage and a good working conditions for just basic needs also show how we should be treating the land appropriately, right? So here with this march and also with our work together as farm worker leadership within the community, our promotoras, we also push for a world of no pesticides, agro-business, you know, a right to land, so right to um, collective ownership. That's why we help form cooperatives, um, because we know that that is the way our community works and that's how we are, are good caretakers of the land, right? Um, also too, food and access to food is so hard for our communities to pick it, right, who actually work the land. So we also know that we also have to uh, show the pathway of how to uh, create um, um, spaces on the land to create that nurturing food. So it's so interconnected. Um, and a lot of people just think, okay, just you're fighting for workers' rights. That's all you, you you fight for, right? And like, no, like we're fighting for that other world. Another world is possible. Is is a big part. That was one of the the slogans that we help um, hold up. You know, during the during the march, is another world is possible. And how we do that is create the new. So that's why forming cooperatives. Um, fighting for those workers' rights to replace that. We have no pesticides. Not, we don't have to worry about immigration, always on our backs. We see a world where we can, um, you know, produce our own, our own products, our own things that we find really important and sharing that in the skills. We also want to be acknowledged as experts and we are experts. Um, the outside public doesn't see that. I think that's another thing that was an eye-opener for the, for the march, is seeing that leadership of farm workers. Yes. Right, we're experts in data collection, we're experts in the fields and how we grow food. We're experts when we run like our cooperatives. So seeing that other world is seeing like a connect, a, a network of all these different types of communities like unions and movements pushing together for that new world. Um, a world that again is without exploitation, extractive, right? Um, we see that it's gonna be transformed even in language, right? Our, a lot of our communities speak a language other than Spanish. They speak a lot of indigenous languages from Mesoamerica. So it's like also respecting language. So we would see a world where we'll have like a ton of promotoras speaking a lot of those um, various languages and stuff. And also for new communities coming into Wakabiscaja County for agriculture. And also seeing uh, an agricultural, um, 
you know, uh, community actually embracing the fact that we actually grow local. Like we're not, um, um, let's say, exporting food out. We're here making local foods that are going to be sustainable, that um, are respectful to the land and to the people. So yes, climate change 100% is affecting us like all the time. <laughs> and they're actually really interconnected issues. And I think like those who work in like environmental justice, like sometimes don't recognize farm worker issues. I'm like, but as outdoor workers, as those who work the land, it affects us a lot. Affects us how we work, affects us where 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 we live. It's just like the air we breathe, things like that. So um, with the floods, that's, that's a most recent example. Let's let's even go back, like when we had wildfire, heat and smoke. So even before this, like last year, 2018, let, let's think about Sarbanon Farms, Onesto Silva Ibarra, who passed away. He died from wildfire exposure too. Those are the worst type of like, I guess, in recent history of like really bad wildfire smoke and workers were out there working, right? And Onesto Silva Ibarra's stories is obviously publicated a lot with like Team to see and on the news of what happened to him. But that ex exposure to, let's see that event, like, has led him to just a series of adverse things that happened to him that eventually led him to his um, to his death. So we know inherently like we have to address these issues as well, and it's really important to include farm worker voices in that in that decision making understanding of like what's happening in. Um, in, in environmental justice and things of climate change. So right now how we're addressing it as like an organization on the ground is our promotoras have been doing heavily community uh, surveying, which is a big thing. We have projects with the uh, uh, Washington State um, COVID-19 farm worker study. So that's uh, Washington State. We're, we're uh, uh, collaborating with other orgs here in our state, in Oregon and California. We're also tracking a lot of these climate issues. We also push for, as promotoras, for the Western Pact. We're trying to push the governors within uh, California, Oregon, and Washington, of course, to actually create a collective of making uniform rules for wildfire, wildfire, heat, and smoke. And it's in parallel with the federal um, uh, policy work that's trying to be done with heat and smoke. Um, what, what we're trying to do is like tell community here what's going on, what they like to see, what what is the missing gaps of information and knowledge, and then connect it to policy locally, state, and federal, um, because that's where we're seeing the most impact as farm workers. My name is Lucy Madrigal. I am a, a daughter of farm workers. Um, I was born and raised here in Skagit. So my whole life I've lived here. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> One of the biggest reasons like, I became an activist, um, I've been an activist as a young age. I remember being um, 15, doing walkouts at the high school for May Day. Um, I think um, one of the big reasons I became an activist is just hearing my parents' stories of how they were treated following the crops up nor north and landing here in Skagit, which my dad loved. Um, but there were still a lot of injustices and the stories he tells me that happened a long time ago are still happening now. So it just amazes me how advanced we are, but yet farm workers are always left behind. And they're the main reasons why we have food on our table. That's, why we're, that's how we eat. And so, and so yeah, that's just, it's just part of like my, my culture, part of my, who, my, who I am. My grandparents were farm workers. My, my grandpa came to um, the United States in the Bracero program. And right now, we continue to see the, the slavery with the H-2A program. It's like the new modern slavery. And it's just, it saddens me that a lot of folks settle. Like, they think that that's how they should be treated. And, the, and a lot of the times, what I try to do is like, educate them, show them like, you're more than this. You deserve dignity and respect. No, no te dejes, don't let yourself. Like, just because this is how we were told that this is how it's supposed to be, it's not. You deserve more, you, you bring food for the people. If it weren't for you, Skagit wouldn't have so much money for the tulips. We know women that come um, with their arms really quemadas, really burnt from, from a little liquid that comes out of the flowers from the tulips. And they just, the, the growers don't really care as long as they produce what they need. 
and a lot of our farm workers um, don't have that health care and so so kind of one of like the big big thing that we also want to do is health care for our farm workers because if it weren't for them we wouldn't be going to the tulips taking pictures with the tulips yeah we just have like a lot of a lot of expectations for these workers and it's unfair when when the growers don't even teach them their their rights teach them their what they deserve hey you've been working all day here's some water people have to even fight for water breaks people have to fight people have to fight for shade people have to fight to have a bathroom closer we have um, people not drinking water because the bathroom is so far they can't risk it to go to the bathroom and then come back that they'll lose probably like 15 minutes and then they'll get in trouble our vision is to one day have cooperativas have land that we can produce our own food work as a co cooperative and just work as a as a family and take care of each other with with no bosses no no um no is the capitalism and so we just want food to take care of ourselves we want we want um, to be able to produce product and do solidarity work like everybody here that's like some of the organizations that have been here they march with us and I let them know that if any day in the future they need something else from us in solidarity we'll do that return to it's not always about money and money 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 I'm really fortunate to be doing the work that I do. I'm really proud of the work that I do. I want to do a shout out to the promotoras because without them, uh, we wouldn't be able to do all this work. Everybody to save the date for next next year, May 1st, we're going to be out. Might be the same route, we don't know. Still got to talk about logistics for that. But feedback's always welcome. <laughs> and yeah, we're going to continue to try to continue this every yearly now. International Workers Day, so let's go. My name is Alfredo Juarez Ferino, and I help organize uh, with Familias Unidas por la Justicia and Community to Community. Mi nombre es Alfredo Juarez. Este ayudo a organizar con Familias Unidas por la Justicia y también comunidad a comunidad. Well, I just want to give a thanks to everybody that came that came out in support. It really means a lot. Like I said, it's hard to stand up. But seeing the community member coming out and supporting it. And here we have a lot of people that came far away from, a lot of them came from other states also. So it means a lot. And yeah, really helps out a lot too. That the uh, people nearby here and the companies here see that there were workers here and there were supporters here. And we, we just want a fair wages and good working condition for everybody. That's all we're fighting. Fighting for, yeah. Well, since I was, since I can remember, I've been working in agriculture, helping out my grandpa in Mexico, just helping him out with his crops, and he taught me how to work on these lands. Uh, my number one goal is, see, I speak three languages: I speak English, Spanish, and Mixteco. And my goal is to bring out the the workers' story out to the public because since they speak Mixteco only Spanish, and to the People who want to support but can't, don't understand what the workers are saying. And I feel like um, that's, I can do a lot with just translating you know, just what people want the others to hear. But um, we feel like this, this smaller community, it's a lot of the bosses that owns a lot of the, what's going on around here and the image the the outside community sees and they Kind of like I said, the workers are kind of in, in the shadows, like in the background, but they should, you know, um, that's why we're here promoting that the workers are here, that they should 
do as much as they can to help out, right? And some, like they can help with offering like the services that were out there. A lot of them, the workers can access just because a lot of them ask for a lot of documents or also like you need a social to qualify for a lot of the government assistance that are out there and uh, some workers don't have that or it's too far for them. Like I said, language huge and those people that don't speak English or Spanish and don't have a connection to people who help others like myself, it's hard for them to get help or ask for any help. There's a message you could share with farm workers elsewhere who maybe have a, the fear to speak up. Uh, so just um, do it. Just don't don't <laughs> don't take it. Because if you if you just continue working and think changes won't come to you. It's just more of the workers that want to change to change the workplace. They have to get out and go out there. And we are ready to support the, the um, workers. But like I said, like here, well, they didn't get the changes till they walked out, went on a strike for a third day. Yeah, they went out and a lot of it, um, a lot of the changes you have to sacrifice a lot. Just a lot of like no paydays, like when you go on strike, don't get paid for that, nobody gets paid. So um, there's, a, there's that and here they got a quick victory, which is awesome. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of other places, it's a, lo a long time. Yeah, yeah. people go out there doing this hard work and we want them to get fair pay and and good working condition with a lot of waters and restroom and if they don't feel good or it's too cold for them that they shouldn't be retaliated against if they want to leave and go home you know they want to take care of themselves watch their health they shouldn't be retaliated against you know my name is Ramon Torres I'm uh, president of the Sindicato Familias Unidas por la Justicia we uh, marchando pues primeramente para pues hacerle saber a la comunidad y a los granjeros que pues tenemos una unión, ¿verdad? Y que queremos tener una unión más fuerte para que pues evitar toda la explotación que hay ahorita. Es el mensaje que tenemos. Today we're marching as a union to make it known that we are a community and we want to make our community known and bigger to um, expose the big corporations and the exploiters. Can you talk about that exploitation? Bueno, pues como recientemente tuvimos en los tulipanes, este, había muchísimos problemas y ya había pasado esto por años y básicamente son los mismos problemas, ¿eh? explotación de robo de sueldos, uh, no hay baños o acceso a agua, no hay braids. So just for example, uh, we had the tulips in Skagit Valley and uh, it was like really bad treatment of the workers with no bathrooms, no breaks, no food, or um, under really bad weather conditions. Bueno, um, la unión llegó a representar los trabajadores. Y los trabajadores decidieron hacer un paro y uh, pues negociar con la compañía un acuerdo. Y en este acuerdo pues incluía todos esos problemas, ¿verdad? Well, the union came as one to talk to the a tulip to make to come to an agreement and they succeeded. Básicamente parte de la razón de la unión estar ahí es porque ya hay años de explotación y nadie había hecho nada, Entonces queríamos asegurar de que esta explotación se pare. Basically we wanted the exploitation to stop because this has been going on for many many years and all, throughout all those years, nothing has changed, even though we wanted and spoke out about, against it. Algo que pasó ahorita es algo muy interesante es que se firmó un acuerdo entre abogados y la compañía y este acuerdo es por dos años. There was actually an agreement uh, to this and between companies and workers, and this is going to be on for two years. Para mí es un un logro más, ¿verdad? Porque Pues primera, es primera vez que las, la compañía pone atención a sus trabajadores. Entonces es interesante ver este cambio. Um, this is a great change because this is the first time in many years or the first time in general that their companies, the head of the companies have put thought into their workers.
Yeah, it's signed and it has to be for two years. So next year we're going to sit down again and negotiate for another two or three years. But for next year, I think what we're trying to get is a union contract. Like right now it's only an agreement and then it's signed by lawyers and the workers, but we want something that shows benefits and something really clear. And I think uh, for us, it's gonna be better to give the union contract. But that's what we're trying to get next year. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's exciting. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, it's a lot of, yeah, it was a lot of work, a lot of workers. They struggled for a lot of years and it was not okay for us, but we couldn't do nothing. So they decided to stop and take action. That's something that we we like to do, you know, what to support and that's yeah, everything went well. So it was only like three days that we stopped, but after three days we got the agreement. And it was really fast because the festival too, the Tulalip, it was a, a week after, uh, before. It was only a week and they got worried about the flowers and festivals and all that. That's why they, they talked to the union and got this agreement. I think what we want is uh, more union, independent unions for farm workers, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to educate workers to go that way. Um, and on the other hand, we're forming co-ops for farm workers too. So over there in Everson, we have 65 acres where we have uh, to develop it. How do you say it? Um, Desenvolver. We're making a co-op for all the farm workers. We have like five families, five members, and they're going to own the piece of land. So what we're trying to do is like ejidos, like in Mexico. Uh -huh. So we get together with some families, and they're going to get a house and 10 acres for day. For day. Um, that way they can live right there and work under the co-op. That's incredible. Yeah. That's yeah, that's, that's the that's whole dream, <laughs> because not everybody likes union contract. So we're trying to make another road for farm workers and that's the way that we see that it's going to work for farm workers.
Estamos contentos con ustedes. Muchas gracias.